Welcome to Bonus Barrel! This is Rob, and today with me is... Uh, Laugh. It's AJ. And we're here to talk about Box Boy. Box Boy! Box Boy! Box Haku Boy! <laughs> <laughs> is that Box Boy in Japanese? Haku Boy. Haku Boy? Box Boy, Taco or, or Haku Boy, Taco. is a retro-style 3DS downloadable platformer puzzle game developed by HAL Laboratory. Who's that, you may ask? I doubt you asked that, because most people know. But HAL is a Japanese game developer founded in 1980. How was named as such because every letter put them ahead of IBM. They're most famous for creating Kirby, the Mother series, and Smash Bros. Let's talk about the gameplay, which of course in a game like this is pretty much the entire game. Pretty much. So, the game has a very simple premise. You guide the hero, Kibi, Kubi, Kububuki? Did he have a name? Yes, Q-B-B-Y. Kubi? Not Kirby, Kubi. Anyways, you got Kibi through. I'm still mind blown by the the Hall name and the IBM thing. Oh, you didn't know that? Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, (laughs) clever bastard. Yeah, I like it. You got well. There was a Activision, Activision, and Acclaim, and another one all did it so that they would appear in the phone book before Atari. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, So you you died the hero uh, through a series of stages, which we'll discuss more later. You must get to the end of of each level and reach a door, which takes you to the next one. Total seven. 17 worlds to beat in the game and three bonus worlds. Each world has seven to eight stages. So, the game also has unlockables that I'll talk about shortly. So, the actual gameplay is your box boy can jump and spawn boxes that can do a variety of things. You have a limit of in each stage of how many boxes you can spawn at a time, usually around three to five, but sometimes more. You can spawn the boxes in a continuous line or in different formations and patterns, which you need to solve various puzzles. Boxes can, you can also use boxes to push yourself off of things, to lift yourself off the ground. Uh, some stages have simple enemies, but there are various obstacles that we can talk about later. Gameplay is very simple, but some puzzles really have you using your brain. And crowns. In each stage, there's one to two crowns that disappear if you use more boxes than the limit you're given. So if, if it says, when you start the stage, ten boxes, you if you make any more than ten, the crowns disappear, you don't get them. The crowns are used to get more coin or currency at the end of each level. If you get both crowns, or one crown, depending on the level, you, your score is perfect for the stage, and you get more currency. And this is from the interview with their lead designer, can, and the question was, can you tell us about the design process for puzzles and levels in this game? How would you bring a level structure together? This is the director of the game. I, I have his name further down, so I'll, I'll mention it later. Um, so he says, First I decide what will be the main gameplay element for each world, lasers, cranes, etc., in order to choose gameplay themes for all the worlds. Coming up with a single element to serve as a gameplay theme for each world allows for a structure where gamers get exposed to new elements as they keep playing, expanding the depth of Box Boy's gameplay and surprising players along the way. I also came up with a puzzle theme for each stage in a world, trying to ensure that each stage is designed so it's easy to know it's how to solve the puzzle. For example, the first stage may offer a simple puzzle to teach gamers how to solve it. The next one offers a variation of the first stage solving method to help people gradually get used to the puzzle, and then the last one asks you to adapt your solving methods to match with the puzzle presented. Our aim was to keep things from feeling unfair and letting users figure out how to solve puzzles by themselves. So, before we move on to the other stuff, let's talk about the gameplay and how it feels to play the game and what you guys thought about it. I talked enough to you two. Seiji, let me jump in. This is a very complicated game to review because it's very it's so bare bones. Right, it the mechanic is great. Mm-hmm. It's great, and it's built like a sort of a like a prototype. It feels like a really solid prototype. It feels to me like they were playing with this mechanic to see how they use it in a in an actually like AAA game. And, and I mean to base 
the, uh, as a core mechanic of a bigger game, right? And then the the prototype got better and better and better, and they just they just decided to release it because it was so good, <laughs> right? So, to me as a game designer, this is textbook good game design. It is good, game. right? Yeah. It just it's it's like you could you could have a class and then just use this game <laughs> as, as as good progression, uh, really neat mechanic, control, feel, graphics. But it's, there's really not much else to the game. But that now so, you're only on me, World Eight, right? Yeah. Now, but to me, mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. This is my kind of game, and you guys know it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. This is, no cutscenes. Well, Sage very game. little cutscenes <laughs> in this game. <laughs> this, is, this is a Sage game. Yeah, but it's it's okay. <laughs> it's like it serves some purpose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I I love it. I personally love it. But it, it's hard to review because um, I think we have reviewed games with a lot more merit in the I don't know. More artistic merit, sure. maybe? We'll definitely talk about the art style of the game, because I, I do have some things to say about it. With a lot more um, charm. And, sure. And There's charm to QB. Yes, there is. It's a lot. I love it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard for me to say anything else about it. The gameplay feels good, because it's easy to pick up and play. The puzzles really, especially later on in the game, they do get pretty difficult, and you feel good about beating it you can at any point in time you can use play coins to get a hint mm. and the hint is this it shows you the pattern not how to do it yeah so I, I like it though i didn't like the hint see i like it because it doesn't tell me exactly what to do it just yes, gives me a good. hint which it was, was good i found the hint more frustrating than helpful it, it saved me a couple times it, i i used it once and it did not help me <laughs> and i never use it again i think i used it in total four times through all the stages i, I beat the game and i played most of the bonus stages no four play coins Mm-hmm. Which is not a premium currency. No, right? it's just like it would a, have been super cheap if you have to like actually do a microtransaction for it. Which I'm glad they did not. But do. because it's a, it's a play coin, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's it makes not, you it's... walk to get the play coin. <laughs> yeah, you have to encourage yourself. I gotta, I gotta go health. for a walk. So oh, I can this must, buy this hint and box for it. Must be yeah. Nintendo's quality of life initiative they were talking about last year. That must be what this is. The you know the quality of life. <laughs> well, so maybe. you you have to walk to get your hints. I think you have to <laughs> to do like a hundred or three hundred steps for a coin or something like something that. Oh, that's a lot. It's really encouraging, encouraging you to exercise. Or you can just shake your DS. <laughs> I, I, I walk everywhere through my DS, so I, I have a... I had 300 play coins. Yeah. steps is not really... Yeah, not no, no, like but like I have a lot of Ample coins, coins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but that... Would you like to, how do you feel about the gameplay? You felt good? It was good. Like, I agree with Seiji completely. It feels very bare bones, and it's kind of hard to review it because when the game is basically based around the fact that you're a box and you spawn other boxes, and that's it. That's the is, whole mechanic. Does the lore bother you about the fact that you're making, you're, it's like, what, my, mitosis or something? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I did I did thought was kind of strange is that you can make a lot of really fun shapes with the you boxes. Can. Yeah. Sometimes they didn't really have any practical purposes. But sometimes they did because you saw Seiji. Seiji yeah. was stuck and he just had to build under him. Yeah, and yeah. And, and it kind of requires outside of the box thinking. Yeah, but that's good puzzles. though. Oh no, no, no. That's all. That's all fine and dandy. And there's nothing like bombastic, game breaking, or extremely exciting about the gameplay. It just it works. It yeah, feels good. It, it and it serves the game. It's if it has a very simple mechanic now. The thing about this game that kind of makes me, you know, not say this is amazing, this is fantastic, is that there's a lot of, like, Flash-type games that are similar, that, you know, can accomplish this goal, and you can play that game for completely free. So, I don't don't mind... This the you know, price for games is good on this game. Yeah, it's, it's what seven ninety nine, six ninety nine, six ninety nine. I think Canada six ninety nine, like six dollars. Yeah, it's cheap. So it's it's not it's not really too expensive, but the mechanic is just so 
Well, think about it. Simplified? You get 20 worlds with around seven stages on average. That's like 140 stages. Yeah, that's not too bad. It takes about, you know, two to five minutes a stage. Yeah. Like, I beat this game in a day and a half. Yeah. Like, I played through the whole... But you're playing fairly... fairly, I I played it over the course of a week. Yeah, I played it... I beat it in two days. If Bugs Boy uh, were released in the 80s, this would be a classic. This would be like... like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But here's the thing, right? You, You have... You have one of the best developers in the world doing a, a small game and they do such a, such a great job with it. They did do a great job. But it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like retro, but I don't know, it's, well, that's, we'll, that's why it's so hard. We'll right? definitely talk about the style of art style for sure because I got a developer interview thing for that. But um, but imagine this for a second. Imagine this looked as good as, say, uh, Yoshi's Holy World but had the same mechanics would would it feel like a better more complete game because yes. the so you're really your bigger basic complaint mostly is the fact that it's just artistically bland it's retro i kind of like it like oh i, I like it too i, I but, like it but right? you guys seem like you're not but it's not a triple a game no it, it's it's more like an indie game I mean, it's it, kind of like an indie game, which is fine. But it's an indie game by AAA publisher. That's okay though. Why that's can't just, they? It's just strange. But why can't they make like? Oh, they, they can. I'm down for that. Like yeah. they can do whatever it's the hell a good they game. want, and I'll play. It. And I <laughs> enjoyed the game. game. Leave it alone, left. Come on. <laughs> Let's move on to the shop portion. Now you may not have explored much of this. No. As a matter of fact, when I saw Sadie playing earlier, getting a costume on. Yeah, didn't know there were costumes. Didn't even know there was costume. So. The shops. You can access a shop at any time to use your in-game currency to buy more things. The section of the shop, there are four. Costumes, music, challenges, and tips and tricks. So, I'll go through them. Music is pretty obvious. You unlock the tracks to listen to whenever you want. How many tracks were there? I don't know. I think like 10, 12. That seems more than I, I heard. There's more, the but there's some of my short little jingles yeah, and stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. Tips and tri- tips and tricks are basically tips you can buy to view at any time. Uh, like, make a box to defend yourself. Stuff you learn while playing. Yeah. yeah. Challenges. So there are two sections here. Time attack and score attack. You can buy these modes for the various worlds. You have to buy the, a mode for each world. And it kind of puts you into... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a quick second. So there's time attack, which is complete the stage as fast as you can. Collect time tokens to improve your time. And score attack. Collect as many score tokens as you can within the time limit. So I bought a couple of them to play it for the show. And what it does is, so it visually changes thing up. It actually inverts the colors. So it's everything that's black is white. So that's kind of cool. And it kind of like takes a few stages and puts them in one continuous thing. And you have to go through and either beat your time or beat your score. And if you fail, you have to start all of them all over again. So it's a little more challenging, mm-hmm. hence challenges. So it's kind of cool. It's an extra thing. So it actually... You know, I feel they're different enough that if you're the type of person who wants to keep playing, then you just suddenly doubled your your game, which or even tripled in, in a way. So that's great. Costumes, which is the most fun one for me. So most of the costumes are aesthetic only, but some give you special abilities. Yeah. So the co- the costumes are wrapper, backwards hat, and cool sunglasses. Never used. No, I bought I used it, them at I never, first. I never even used it. Uh, as side note, all the costumes have different separate animations, which is really cool. So ponytail, I never used it. Kind of but if you're a girl, maybe, <laughs> or you know, want to play as a female yeah. kibby, that's cool. Superhero, cape. That's I the love, best one. I love the animation because yeah, he like, wraps so, himself yeah, in the cape. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so awesome. Knight. It was just kind of disappointing. Yeah. And Devil, the basic, com- yeah. basic one. He's bet Devil Horns and Tail is lame. Like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Then the, the, the premium ones, as I'm calling it, they're, they're, they're bought the same way. But these ones give you extra stuff. Wizard, which looks lame, but lets you create one more box than usual. That's pretty cool. It's really good, yeah. but it did look... I didn't like the look No, of I didn't wizard. either. Ninja increases your speed. Bunny 
let you jump higher. That's the one I was using. I was funny was great. I was using the ninja one at the end. Did you just run faster? Yeah, it's kind of you boring. can see him like kind of like. Does he have an after image? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Cool. So it's kind of cool, but, but you don't need to run. You don't move fast move, is not moving part of this game. No, and it's not like you're moving faster so you can clear a bigger jump. It doesn't yeah, work that yeah. Way. But Bunny lets you jump yeah. like a block higher, which is actually really useful. I um, like. It was too bad that my favorite that I used most of the time was the superhero. I use that for almost all. But it had no actual benefit. Like the I didn't mention ones. We didn't mention that every time you clear a stage, he. So imagine that you're on this a uh, single platforming stage, right? And in the background are just doors, and each door takes you to a world. Every once in a while, every few doors, there is a black smoke blocking your way. After you clear the appropriate world, worlds, you clear smoke away, and then you can open a treasure chest, which, which then unlocks. will unlock things in the store for you to yeah. buy. So that's how you buy things. So that's why we didn't use Bunny the entire time because you didn't get it. Yeah, to the end of the game. which which was kind of unfortunate. No, it's cool. It's like normal. like I get that they would roll out more costumes as you went, but. I would have liked to have seen even, like, the superhero and the ponytail and even the rapper have some sort of bonus. Yeah, I was actually really surprised when I found that there was a bonus. Yeah, honestly, when I when I first read the wizard had a bonus, I'm like, that's just... I didn't even notice text. it. I just saw the wizard's design and then kept going. Yeah. But then I saw the bunny, I was like, oh, that's cute. And then I, then I actually read it, and I was like, oh, cool. And so so I could have actually used the wizard, and I probably would have from the box, even though I don't like the look of it. But I used wizard for a level, like, oh, sorry, full world. But it's it's useful. It is. Yeah, it is. So that's the. I think they're cool, and I think that the fact that there is one of the power ups is pretty neat. Yeah, it would have been cool if they all had a power up and they felt a bit different. It would have been cool if there was more and they were more frequent. But they're there, and what you get is pretty good. Um, so one thing before we move on. Sure. With you know, I I really found myself trying to get the crowns. Like I was almost obsessive over. Trying really, to get the I crowns. was like. I wanted to, and I would wait, and if I failed, then I would keep going. See, I would, I would, I would, LNR is what you can use to reset yourself to the yeah. back checkpoint. And if I saw the crown and I only had like three boxes. <laughs> oh, I would keep doing that too. I would be pissed. But if I, I couldn't do it. If I finished the stage, I wouldn't go back. But, but every I did time, a few times. but if I was in the stage, I would keep retrying yeah, over same. and over. Yeah. I think I gave up like a couple. But the thing about that is that I was doing it because I wanted to buy the costumes. But you really not, don't need it. Not necessary whatsoever. No, you have so much currency. I had so much extra yeah. currency. I bought all the costumes and by the end, I made it, there's 17 worlds through the game right. and then there's extra the ones after. Ones. Yeah. So I only did world 18. Um, so I did one extra world in the regular world. And I bought all the costumes. I have a thousand coins. There's uh, two thing, gameplay things we didn't mention. Um, one is that there's checkpoints very graciously throughout the stage. And like you said, you can reset at any time. And pretty much after a puzzle, yeah. checkpoint. So that's great. I loved it. Perfect. Because you want to keep retrying. And the other thing is that if you score perfect on the stage... Your, the icon over the door is now a black crown. Yes, yes. So, so, there's a, so it feels good mm-hmm. to have a, a world with a black crown over it. And it's sort of a, every, every stage has sort of a par. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So you have a certain amount of boxes. Of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxes that That's what use. I was saying earlier. Yeah. yeah. And I like that, that feature a lot because it, it gave you something to strive for. You don't for. want to waste it. Exactly. Yeah. But once you've got all of the crowns in the stage, then, then you can just be like boxes galore. Right, I wasted. So it, it let you do that, which I thought was great. While trying to get the crowns, I reset so many times. Yeah. If I wasted even two boxes, and I usually had more than enough at the end, I would like reset. Same, same, same. Yeah. I, I put two down, and I'm like, I know that's wrong. Reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah same here. So <laughs> I wanted those friggin' crowns for currency that I didn't need. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, exactly. if you really want to unlock everything. All the score attacks and stuff. Then, because it gets more and more expensive. I would so, imagine, but, but I don't want to. I, it was just the costumes I was after, and you do not need to go crazy for the crowns. You don't need to go crazy. That's that's true. That's good advice.
So I'm going to move on to the worlds. So there's 20 worlds, and we're not going to go through every stage, but I'm going to tell you the gimmick of each world. At any point in time, if you want to stop me and, and reminisce about parts of that world you like, or if you like the gimmick, that's totally cool. So world one is a basic world, simple pits and walls, nothing special. It's just building and, and walking over things. It teaches you yeah. moving and jumping. Exactly. Introductory world, perfect for what it is. World two is switches, putting boxes on switches and going through doors, basically. Yeah, well, the, the ultimate world one, you, you learn how to produce boxes, right? Yeah. And this one, basically, you learn how to, to throw them and get rid of them. Right, and to open doors. Yeah, uh, world, yeah correct. World three is lasers that must not be touched. So basically, <laughs> from a single point, you'll see a, a, a bolt of, of, of laser going down in one direction. They're really annoying at first. They are. They're so to annoying. get past the lasers, you build a box to cover yourself. As long as the box is ahead of the laser, you don't die. And so it's your first major obstacle that you that you get introduced to, and and it's pretty. It teaches you to fall in the, with a, the box in the right direction, and to build boxes to block it so you can go by. Pretty simple, but a little more challenging and and fun. I loved making the full box suit of armor where you just completely <laughs> yeah. cover yourself in, and you just feel like an armored box boy tank running around the level. That was funny. with with like failed clone version of yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna imagine that each box you make is a dead version of you. Oh, that's so. Morbid. So you're throwing corpses around. Maybe I should draw that. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that uh, will be the thumbnail. Because I was thinking, what am I gonna do for a thumbnail for this episode? It's not boring. I think dead box, dead box boys is the way to go. Up to this world, yeah. It's pretty standard. Very simple. Absolutely. And, like, I felt like the first three, maybe even four levels were all introductions. Speaking of fourth level, fourth world, I, I put it latching, but anchoring is a better term. So you use your boxes to hop up onto a ledge, and when, as long as you're not touching the ground, and the box isn't fully built. So another quick disclaimer is when you're when you're spreading boxes out from yourself, they're white, and that means you can call them back at any point in time. But if you drop the boxes, they turn gray, and they're now just obstacles that you can push. You can no longer manipulate them. Mm-hmm. So for anchoring, you build say uh, three boxes up, two boxes across, and now you have this, this L shape. And as long as you're holding it and you jump onto a surface, it will latch on, and then you can return to the to the center point of where it latched. So. You're pulling did, yourself up. Did you guys have like a mini mind blown? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. It was like, I did. This is great. This it was cool. Favorite mechanic in the whole game right here. I didn't like it at first. I, but, but I loved did. it. I, I s- loved it. I, even when I was watching Seiji do it just maybe 20 minutes ago and I saw his box was too high and he was like trying to, he's like, oh no, I'm I not getting used it. To that. And, I, and I'm just like, oh, I love, I love it. I think they called it hooking. Is that hooking? I think I so. call it latching. You call it anchoring. We're going to call it now hooking. I think, yeah, I think so they called it hooking. Another great yeah. thing about this game is that we are discussing how those, these moves are called because <laughs> the game teaches you by making you play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unless no you go text. to buy tips and tricks. Yeah, but <laughs> but you don't. Have but the ma- that, that's, yeah. that's something that's additional to the experience. Right. Your game experience, the, the, the way th- this game is designed, mm-hmm. it's. It's so that you play the levels and you learn how to do stuff by doing them. Absolutely. And not by. I loved it. That text. was great. Yeah. It's perfect. Each world starts you off easy. Learn the mechanics of that world, and then it gets harder. You no, this is world four. Yes. And we already have like moving around, mm-hmm. jumping, Pretty latching, switches, uh, blocking, switches, obstacles. Yeah. Doors. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty complicated game. You have a... Comp- uh, and there's more to come. Yeah, I mean... And this is just there's, introduction. There's right much here. more to come, yeah. but you have all the elements. Yeah. So and each world kind of carries okay. over elements. Oh, yeah. Not so much themes, but gameplay mechanics. Like, you might see lasers and stuff, but they're less in the non-laser worlds and more on the new mechanic, but they're still there. Yeah. But all the things you do, like latching and stuff, mm-hmm. hooking, keeps going over. And this is why I think this is 
a really good game. It is. So World Five is you use the same mechanic, but now you, you so if if there's an area or a gap that's your size, you cannot just walk through it. So you have to use latching, hooking, anchoring to get through. So you build a few boxes through and then pull yourself through yeah. the gap. Mm-hmm. So that's the theme of the fifth world. And oh, and here's another point. So on the world map. I got these just by looking at the one image they put over yes, each door, they, and it tells you exactly what that world is going to be. They did such a great job of just a quick little image, yep. and you know like, what that's you're this world. yourself into. That's, I didn't look this up or anything. This is just me. Not, I didn't have to play them again. I just like, oh, that's that yep. world. So, world six is moving platforms. So, basic platform mechanic. Platforms move automatically. You need to land on them, build boxes on them, hook onto them, etc. World seven is now introducing you to conveyor belts. Which is pretty obvious what those are. You throw boxes and ride them, or try to go against them, etc. But how cool is is that you actually start seeing the boxes as their own thing, <laughs> right? So you have to make this make a structure and then throw it in a conveyor belt and and see it how it moves. Yep. It, it I don't know. It, like so, it, you'll have to throw. It's so dynamic. It's true. And so here's an example. Uh, there might be a switch within an indent, so you have to build a box that fits that indent, and then throw it on the belt and let it carry it into that, mm-hmm. and then you jump on top of that to get through the so door. So satisfying to finally get it. It is, and sometimes they're pretty tough. Yeah. World eight is cranes. So now you're being lifted and moved by these cranes. So you hit a switch or stand on a switch. A crane will lower from the ceiling, and you can either build a box to latch onto it, or you can jump, the box boy can jump in, and then it'll carry you to a predetermined location, and it'll drop you. Or if you built the box, you can then choose to drop off whenever you want. So there's some timing into it, or you'll use it to throw some boxes, and it'll drop onto a switch, then you can get through. Least least favorite mechanic was those. Cranes. I didn't like them either, but they're there. They're they're not bad. (laughs) I'm just least favorite. Now, World 9 is a little more hard to explain. Connecting points. You have a plus and a minus block, and you have to connect those two with blocks. So if there's a a plus and a minus and three spaces between, you build three boxes. You connect it, and then it does something. Which is a very tricky mechanic in the last couple levels. Yes. Pretty fun, though. World 10 is portals. So you drop through these wavy area, and then you drop from another area. Yeah, it's basically I, portal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it at first. <laughs> I didn't know because like, you, you don't want to jump into. Yeah, them. yeah, because you see this like cloudy kind yeah. of thing. And you're like, well, should I should I jump into that? And you're like, but I got nowhere else though, to go because so. you have to throw blocks down there and, to land in the right way yeah. or to chop off an edge. Because it's it's really great. But the game does a good job uh, of instead of like showing text, sometimes they show like this sort of a, a dream bubble. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. With miniature version of you doing something. Like really, a uh, short loop of doing something. Yeah, it's the new mechanic. So even no, that's it's great. great. It minimizes text, which is awesome because you just want to play, especially for you. Yeah, show don't tell. Exactly. World eleven, you're just moving larger blocks. At this point, you're pushing giant blocks and then building blocks on top of it. Pretty simple. World twelve is a little more tricky. Sticky walls. Yes. Which is which is uh, that's a harder one to get used to. Yeah. It. And I, even, which was a common mechanic in the final worlds as well. I kind of hate it. Because it's hard, but it's good hard. <laughs> so what it is, is it's frustrating. There's these sticky points that you, if you land on it, you can't move yourself. You have to actually, you have to actually move, build blocks under you or push blocks off a wall to get yourself off it, off it or, or throw blocks on it to make stairs to get up. So it's just, it's a point where you're stuck and you have to build either to latch on the new spots or to push yourself off. I found with the sticky walls, there's a lot of trial and error. Like, other other situations, I feel I could look at it yeah. and then try to dissect what I need to do with the boxes. You had to play around. The, the sticky walls you needed to really just try something. If it failed, LR, try again. Exactly. World 13, 
I wrote Tetrisy. <laughs> That's not the term, but I wrote Tetrisy. Mm-hmm. Basically, you fill in gaps of star blocks, which eliminates that row, yeah. and then you have to sometimes plan your blocks on top yep. to land on not to not I land like, on spikes. I, like I did too, I, I but but that's, uh, te- that's what I call it. Tetrisy. World 14, enemies that must be guided to a spot where they turn into like a switch. Yeah. Pretty fun, actually. They, they, yeah. You have to carry enemies sometimes and make bridges for them. It's pretty cool. I actually found it easy. I didn't. I didn't there, find that particular mechanic to be like overly. There was a few times it was hard. I thought so. I, I I found it really straightforward what I had to do. It's pretty simple what you have to do, so, but not always simple to how to solve it. At least not for me. I, I felt like that could have you know dumbed that down just those levels a little bit and make it more of an introductory stage. It could have been done. Would have been better because sure, I yeah. found I just found that a lot easier than that's the first enemy in the game ones. yeah it's kind of world 14 enemy. and you encounter an enemy yeah. well it's really an obstacle but it, it's a lo- living creature well he's also a helpful enemy because you trap him and then he opens the door <laughs> yeah it's just terrible world 15 is gravity so you see these arrows in a direction and now you can build blocks and then jump with those blocks to get to higher spots so pretty cool world 16 is moving black blocks that will destroy you if you touch them directly so you can't touch them. You have to use blocks to move them. At least that's what I remember. I don't remember that one. Moving afraid, black but... blocks. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You don't... Fuck. Scratch that. Okay. Oh, those the... No, no World, the World, World 16, yeah. there are there are moving black yes, blocks yes. that if you touch them, they will destroy you. So you have to... You can't just jump on them as a platform. You have to build blocks on them onto safely. Them. And you can, like, hook your way onto them and yeah. things like that. Yes, yeah, so you don't ever touch them, but they're, they're, they're moving Those, those killed me so many times because I would hook onto them and then accidentally kind of, like, retract myself to it, and then I would just die. all the time, yeah. yeah. World uh, 17 is a combination of all the previous worlds, so we don't need to go over that. Bonus worlds. World 18 is dropping platforms, so there's these black platforms that think of Mario 3. You stand on them for a few seconds, they shake and drop. Uh, world 19 is pushing shapes in the portals, kind of. That's the gimmick. I got that first. And World 20 is even more gravity spots. So it's like the gravity one on steroids. It's it's really funny because sometimes you'll play and you'll you'll get the mechanic so thoroughly. Then you move on to the next level where there's the new mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then you're so hung up on what you just learned. But it doesn't apply so much to your situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, those, those gravity arrows that would kind of drag you along... I totally forgot how they worked. <laughs> and it was one of the last levels and there was like one on the on the lowest level and one in the middle and one on the top and you kind of have to drag yourself there, Some up. of them are hard, man. Yeah. I hated those ones, but actually. it was really simple because all you need to do is jump onto it with a block and then just hold on to up and you move up. But for some reason, I kept thinking I had to build my way up. And oh, it, it yeah. It literally took me 20 minutes because I just didn't have the right mindset. It's true. I had the same things. And same with a few puzzles where you had to push yourself off. And yeah. I didn't realize that exactly. and I got like, stuck. And so it happens. Sometimes you forget some of the lesser used stuff. Exactly. So. And, but it brings but, it back. The, you know, and that's kind of part of the charm of the game is that with any good puzzle game, you don't want to be able to breeze through it. Absolutely. And you know, I didn't breeze through it. It's I, just it's I, quick, but not... Yeah. Like, I, I kind of did breeze through it, but don't get me wrong. There's been, there were points where I was playing it, and then I got so frustrated with a certain puzzle, I closed my DS, put it down, and then like half an hour later, I pick it up, and then I get it my second try, just because it was like a fresh perspective. After the few first few worlds, I would have to usually think about... At least one part of each stage. Maybe not all the stage. Sometimes it would be like this, but sometimes I'd really be scratching my brain, and sometimes it would be a stupid, easy solution that I didn't see because you know I'm dumb sometimes. But that's the worlds, and How no there's no bosses. Now? I'm finishing World Eleven. Sage doesn't care about the show. He'd rather play Boxboy. That's how much he loves Boxboy. He's just playing Boxboy. Right He's now. checked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the art of the game, and then we'll go to damage. 
So the game has a very simple aesthetic that reminds me of an older time. Specifically the Game Boy Error. I wrote Error, it's Era. <laughs> I even knew that while I read it. There's a very little color in the game, and everything is more or less pixelated and very simple. I could have drawn the art you, to you this could game. Have. Yeah, maybe you should do the thumbnail. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it works very well and is a charming style. And this is from Nintendo Life, which interview with the same guy I mentioned before. I didn't give you his name. Yasuhiro Mukai. Is that, that close? Is that, is that what is the name? Yasuhiro Mukai? Mukai? Again. Mukai. Mukai. This is from the interview. So the, so the interviewer asked, <clears throat> what drove the retro Game Boy aesthetic for this project? And then he said, as mentioned above, I conceived this design in an effort to come up with a retro-like game in the style of NES and Game Boy titles. As for why I decided to think up a concept for an NES or Game Boy style retro game, that comes down to my experience as a game designer. Before I created Box Boy, I had no experience in the game designer direction. I did have an interest in designing and planning process, though, so I wanted to try coming up with one for on my own. For me, though... The idea of conceiving a game suited for the current era seemed really difficult. <laughs> games these days are packed with all kinds of different elements. You have a well-defined game system, a large variety of modes, a huge mass collection of enemies, an epic story, movie-like cutscenes, a huge game world you can freely roam with, and so on. Someone like with me, someone like me with no design experience trying to come up with a modern style game with all these elements seemed really tough to me, and I figured it'd be difficult to try and collate all these elements in a single unified design. So, to start out, I decided to go with a simple, compact game, game plan, Something that even someone as inexperienced as I would come up with. Along those lines, I felt that the NES and Game Boy style retro games featured simple, compact designs based, uh, focused on the fun of the gameplay with a lot of other elements simply removed from the game. A retro-like project plan like that was something I figured even I could come up with, so I tried to come up with the concept based on the aesthetics of those games. So this guy builds this brilliant little game because he wasn't confident that he could build a big game. So the reason this that's looks fair. like it is, and the way it is, is he didn't want to be overwhelmed. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. So that's so this AAA conversation we had late earlier. Really, what was his background? Programmer. He, he was. I don't know what his did it say. What his background was? He said it was his first time, didn't it? It was his first time designing. Uh, no, he's a he was he's a director, but he must have designed the game too. They just he had he had no experience with game design and direction pr- prior to this though. So he was something. Maybe he was a programmer. Probably a programmer. Yeah, and then they were like, look, we want you to make a game, and he's like, I can't do all this shit, I'm not good enough for that. I'll build uh, this little game like an old game, because it's us focused on gameplay. That's pretty cool, you know? And it's neat to know why. It's kind of neat. I like finding these interviews, and I'm going to look for more of them for for future episodes, so we can find out kind of why things happen the way they are, and and just, if I can find insight on that, I will do my best to find it, because I think that stuff's really interesting. But, uh, oh, one more mad props, actually, from this interview, this little other thing I picked out. What were some of the influences, influential Game Boy titles in your life? In terms of Game Boy games, I'd say The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I think it's a very complete game, one where every element, the story, the game world, the background music, the puzzle-solving fun is incredibly engaging. That man knows. Game Boy, that's one of the best Zelda well, games ever. That is a good game. One Especially the, probably one of the best Game Boy one games. One of the best Zelda games ever. Well, so Pokemon, maybe. Pokemon. Yeah. Anyways. Pokemon's definitely the best. So, that's it for the game. Do you have anything else to say to the game before we go to damage? Let's move on to damage. Lef, would you like to read the damage? Yeah. Please um, do. So we, we have our, our quote-unquote damage system where it, it's not so much of a rating. <laughs> it's our um, uh, recommendation. Yeah, it's, a, it's more of a recommendation system than uh, a rating. So uh, basically the game has three full hearts worth of damage before we do anything, and we're each responsible for at least up to one heart of damage. Darn good. So if one of us chooses to do no damage to the game, uh, you really enjoyed the game, you loved it, uh, doesn't mean the game is absolutely perfect, but you would recommend it to anyone and Woo-hoo. everyone. 
If you do one quarter damage to it, the game, you acknowledge that it has some flaws. It was still a lot of fun, and you'd likely recommend it to anybody. Half damage is, the game is decent to good. The right people would have a lot of fun with it. Definitely worth a try. Three quarters damage is, the game isn't very good. It's not terrible. It's just very bland, boring. Other games have done it, and probably done it better. Full game, full damage is, the game is wretched. Little to no redeeming qualities, and you would be just furious if you received it as a gift. Terrible. Absolutely. Jeff, go first. Okay, I'll go first. I want to say to you the last. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Overall, I really did enjoy playing this game. It's it's short. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the game design so much because I'm sure Sage you will. Well, we were possibly talked about. Yeah, and but just the way the way the design is set up is great. It's just, it, it teaches you the mechanics simply, and I like how they present you with similar challenges at the end. But you need to remember everything that you've yeah. all the knowledge that you've acquired. It all comes together exactly. Yeah. So you can just see it kind of come together like that. So it, I think it's a it's a great made game. I really enjoy just the puzzle mechanic a game that's centered around that mechanic is just really cool I'm kind of having I'm kind of stalling because I'm not too sure hey, if you don't know what to say just give it your damage uh, it's well like I, it's I'm either quarter damage mm-hmm. or no damage because I like this game that much pick one I'm I'm, I'm I'm not nice enough to say no damage so I'm going to go with a quarter damage because this is a really good game completely fair I like the game I had fun. I was happy. When Sadie suggested it, I looked at it. I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll play that. That looks that looks fine. Probably wouldn't have bought it on my own if it wasn't for Sadie and, and the show. So for that, thank you, Sadie. I'm really glad. Because I... Yes, thank I'm you, experiencing, for too. I think we're all kind of experiencing games that we may not have played on our own through the show. Which is reason enough in itself to do the show in the first place. A few people listen, and we get to play and experience games together. It's great. So... Love the game. Very simple. I like that it was short because I have a ton of games to play. I like <laughs> how the list of the game on your list. We didn't talk about the music. The music's not amazing, but it was we cute didn't enough. We talk about the loose base story. Oh yeah, well, there's not much of a story. No, no. So, but I don't play this game for the story. Well, I would play for the music, but I don't play for the story. But I play for the gameplay. I play for the puzzles. I'm not even a big puzzle guy, but I still love the game. So I will give it one quarter damage. I don't think it's perfect or anything. I, it's not, I wasn't like you know, like just pink houring all over it but I just I really enjoyed the game so yeah one quarter so this is one of those games that to me is is gonna get lost in in the sea of games I agree definitely will especially because newer generation of gamers they look in games a different set of things that we do right because we we grew up with with this kind of game games that that are are well, in the old days, I mean, graphical stuff, story, or narrative wasn't the strong theme in games. was more about what you could do, right? And very simple things, right? right? This game talks to me in a really personal way because of that, because I grew up with this kind of games, loving this kind of game, Mario, you know, Tetris. And, but it, and now as a designer, to me, it's super refreshing to see that it's still the mind of, of, of people, especially in the industry, there's value in doing these kinds of things. Retro style games are immensely popular nowadays. Or at least all, they, all there the was kids, a resurgence from All while. the kids have grown up and they're willing to pay money for games that kind of have a throwback. Yeah, and you see, there are things here that are new. You know, even in this genre, sure. there is, this, this kind of game has been done and redone and redone for decades. But and there's still something, some new ideas to be explored in this genre. So to me, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, but let's say a game like Call of Duty, right? Or, or, or whatever. New kinds of games that get released every year and it's so visually impressive, but they don't bring that, that much. 
in terms of gameplay, in terms of, of, of raw, you know, playability. Yeah. Um, to me, there's more value in here, but it's gonna get lost. And ultimately, I think that a game that teaches you a language, right? Not a language in 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 human kind of you way. You speak uh, in blocks uh, now. Um, <laughs> yes. Like if if we start thinking about the mechanics of the game, and then we'll put you in a context where how would you how would you would you solve this using this set of mechanics, which is so hard to 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 make the player learn, mm-hmm. you know, without thinking, how am I going to explain this to a player? I mean, this little thing can produce more things, and, they <laughs> um, and they, they do it masterfully. They do a really good job. To me, that's great. To me, that's that's what good good game design, level design, and just people that did a game with a lot of love. Unfortunately, it's gonna get lost, and for that reason, and because I think that the, game, that the world and the world of gaming is a better world because this game, <laughs> uh, I cannot do any damage to it. That's that's good. I figured too. And and honestly, I mean, if this was like a thing where we were doing a numerical score, I might have chosen a nine point five. It's just you know, this to me, this isn't quite the level of Carol Blaster. In terms no, of, no, no. So, but but that doesn't matter because that's not this is not Carrie Blaster. I'm just saying my, my mindset is it's really hard for me to give something a pristine. If even now, even even now, I find it hard to give no damage to things. Mm-hmm. I usually give a quarter. I, I usually don't go any lower than a quarter or a half. So you know that's usually me. But but I can definitely understand why you give it no damage, and I completely respect it. And if if I had been convinced a little longer, I might have been able to be convinced to give it no damage. But I definitely. Agree with you that people should play this game. It's oh, yeah. it's great, and I kind of it kind of sucks that it's DSI or, D, or 3DS. What do they call it? What's the, what's the new DSI was the old one. What what is this now? The new, new 3DS. Just 3DS i because <laughs> it was DSI games. You could download. And they were just what they were called. I don't think that's called that anymore. Anyways, eShop game. You should you know. So I, part of me is like, I wish this was physical, but there's no way this could have been a physical game. It's no. too small. But it's gonna. You're right. I think it's gonna get overlooked. Of course, unless bonus barrel saves the world and introduces it to Box Boy. So, mm-hmm. if one listener out there, and most, I'd say at least half of our listeners are friends. If one of you out there decide to play this game because of us, please, if you don't have to post or anything, but tell me or say to you or left, because I'm curious if you if you try, you should try it. And if you do, don't be intimidated by my star status. Please go ahead and, and <laughs> approach me and say, Rob, I've played this game. It's great. Thanks for recommending it. Yeah, it might not be a masterpiece in the in the modern sense, but you see, if if you who are listening, you're if you're interested in, in game development, in game design, level design, in how to to build a really compelling experience, I mean, play this game. Yeah. Don't yeah, play one sure. of the one of the new games. You're not gonna learn too much from those <laughs> games. But if you if you play a game like this, you're gonna learn a lot. That's Anal- cheap. Analyze this game. See what the developers are, are are thinking. What their what their intention is when they when they put a. a, a you know, a, a ditch or a hole in a certain specific place, and then you'll see the beauty of this game. Sure, I, I'm with yeah. you. So I think that's it, guys. So, so it, full damage or damage? It's full. It's total health remaining is two and, two and a half, half hearts. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. One of our highest rated. Yeah. It might actually be now second highest or close to second highest. Second only to Carol Blaster. Well, Carol Blaster is can, no, can never be beat. Can only be tied. Yeah, we tied. But uh, most of our games tend to be one and a half to two. And very rarely, like Space Hero got two and one quarters of health remaining. That's one of our higher ones. Same with Bayonetta. So anyways, it's, it's, it's sitting pretty good at two and a half health left. You see those cards as our way to say it. You should play this game. Exactly. Not, this game is better than the other. I mean, it, no, it, no. is this game better Absolutely than, not. than yeah. Life is Strange? Probably not. But in, in, in our collective we experience, like we'll say, hey... Play this game. We, we think you should play it. It's another fun thing about the damage is like sometimes one of us will give no damage and the other one will give full damage. 
And that brings it, it that brings its score down. <laughs> Life is Strange is that example. Say you give it full damage, I give it no damage. I would, by the way, as a small update, I played episode two of Life is Strange. I would have given it a little more damage. But anyway, <laughs> that's, a to- that's another topic that's for, a another, for another time. Now, right? <laughs> no, Sadie was part of it. What about me? Oh, that's true. All right. I'm just kidding. But anyways, we digress. So, thank you. That's it for today's show. I want to thank you all for listening and supporting us, The Bonus Barrel. Get involved on Facebook and Twitter. It's bonusbarrel. or twitter.com slash bonusbarrel, facebook.com slash bonusbarrel, or just go to bonusbarrel.com where all the stuff's at. And also, YouTube. You can now find us at YouTube. Our links are on our website, or just go to YouTube and search Bonus Barrel. Like, comment, subscribe. There's two episodes out yeah. as of this recording, yes. so there might even be like three or four oh, by that. Yeah. There should be another one out. There should be at least four, out, yeah. I think. And we have new episodes of our podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And, and please rate and subscribe on iTunes if you like the show, or subscribe on YouTube. It only takes a minute. And just give us a shout out. Yeah, say hello. <laughs> correct me, please. Jeff always wants to be corrected. I do, he, I really he do. really desires to be corrected. And so thank you for listening. This is Rob. And Jeff. Have a good one.